Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Don't you think stories told next to the fire add some mysterious edge to them? Just imagine you're in a beautiful valley and the sky is filled with a million stars. The campfire is warm and burning bright. In the golden glow, I start telling you mythical tales from around the world, from the river Ganges to the river Nile, from epic battles to breathtaking adventures. I'm your host Anushree and you're listening to The Tales by the Fireside. In today's episode, I will take you to the land that gave us the Olympic Games and produced a great number of modern-day philosophers like Plato, Aristotle and Socrates. You guessed it right. I'm speaking about the famous Greek civilization. The story of Eros and Psyche is one Greek tale that has been retold many, many times. Novels like Beauty and the Beast, Pride and Prejudice have taken this myth as an inspiration. Now let us dive right into the story. Once upon a time in Greece, there was a king who had three wonderful daughters. His youngest daughter Psyche was so beautiful that she looked like a goddess among mere mortals. Her beautiful golden locks, her bright blue eyes, her perfectly arched eyebrows and her well-structured face, Psyche was perfection personified. The fame of her beauty spread like wildfire throughout the kingdom. Men and women visited the palace just to get a glimpse of the beautiful maiden. When people of Greece saw her, they would say, "Even Aphrodite is not as beautiful as a king's daughter. Her beauty is unmatched. Have you seen her when she stands?" She looks so regal, so feminine. The more people were getting to know Psyche, the less they remembered the goddess of beauty and love, Aphrodite. The temples of Aphrodite were abandoned. When they could see a mortal more beautiful than their collective imagination, why would they think about a goddess they had never seen? Her temples were covered in dust and cobwebs. and the sculptors were no longer interested in making statues of her all the attention aphrodite had got were now directed to a simple human girl the goddess became filled with hatred her ego could not handle such humiliation how dare this human girl get all the attention How dare these puny mortals pray to her as if she's a goddess Aphrodite could not accept this so she called her son Eros and told him in distress use your power and make this little shameless girl to fall in love with the vilest and the most despicable creature who has ever walked on earth Eros agreed to do so 
and went to Greece in search of the girl. He wanted to pierce her with his arrow and to make her fall in love with the terrible monster. He flew inside the castle to the room where Psyche was sleeping. When he saw her eyelashes fluttering in her sleep and her moonlit face, he could not help but fall in love with the beautiful mortal girl. He himself felt his heart pierced by one of his arrows. Eros could not fulfill the promise he had made to his mother and decided to keep it a secret. Psyche was feeling depressed as days passed by. Every man who saw her was so intimidated by her beauty, they only admired her from afar. and none would come close she would often question the gods why did you have to give me this beauty which has turned to a curse when will i meet a man who will love me for who i truly am and to add to her sadness her two sisters who were not as pretty as her had two lavish weddings and each married a handsome king Psyche, the most beautiful girl on earth, was sad and lonely, always admired but never really loved. It seemed that no man would want her as his wife, and this caused great anxiety and distress to her parents. Psyche's father went to visit the oracle of Delphi. who tell him the future and destiny of his third and favorite daughter the prophecy of the god was terrible it ordered the king that psyche should be dressed in black and brought to the edge of a tall mountain and should be left there alone the husband that was destined for her a winged serpent terrible and more powerful than the gods themselves would come up and take her with him her father and mother cried and grieved for many days thinking about their daughter's fate but they could not defy oracle of delphi's orders and when they told about this to psyche she put on a brave face for her parents she was prepared for the hill as if she were to face her death Desperately they all left Psyche to her fate and they locked themselves in the palace to mourn. On the hill and in the dark Psyche remained seated and waited nervously. While she was crying and shaking in the quiet night a light breeze reached her. It was the fresh wind of Zephyr the mildest of the winds. He lifted her tenderly and took her into the air over the rocky hill to a soft meadow full of flowers. He did his best to make her forget her pain and put her to sleep. Psyche woke up to the clear sound of the stream. She rubbed her eyes and looked around her, and what she saw left her speechless. A magnificent castle fit for a god with gold columns, silver walls and floors made of precious stones. But Psyche could not find a single soul near the castle. 
Unable to hold back her curiosity, she approached cautiously to admire its splendors. She was hesitant to go inside and stayed near the door. Suddenly, she could hear a voice. Psyche was terrified as she could only hear the voice but could not see anyone. However, the voice said, "Come in. Do not be afraid. This house is for you. Please take a bath and we will immediately honor you with a great dinner." Her bath was filled with hot water and scents so divine that she thought to herself, This has been the most refreshing bath in my entire life. I could get used to this. After the heavenly bath, she was served the most delicious dishes, some of which she had never seen or heard of. Her dinner was accompanied by sweet music. The whole day she was alone, only accompanied by the invisible voices. But somehow she knew that her husband would come at night. When the darkness enveloped the castle, her husband came to her. He whispered sweet things in her ear which made her forget all her anxieties. Without even seeing him, she was certain that he was not a monster but a loving husband. Psyche enjoyed every single day of her new life. However, day after day she started feeling sad as she could not see her husband. Even the refreshing baths, the delicious meals and the splendid castle could not uplift her anymore. Suddenly, she started missing her family. She felt guilty as she thought to herself, "They must be filled with grief, but here I am, alive and happy. This is not fair. I want my parents and sisters to know I'm well." So that night, she asked her mysterious husband to grant her a favor. She wanted her two sisters to come up to the palace and make sure that she was fine. That would be a great comfort for her old parents. At first, her husband refused and did not heed to her requests. But when Psyche became sad, he felt guilty and agreed. He said, "Okay, I will allow your sisters to come up here, but I am warning you." Do not let them influence you. If they do, you will destroy our relationship and you will suffer a lot. Next day, her two sisters, carried by the wind, came to Psyche's castle. They were all happy to see each other and all of them hugged and cried in happiness. However, when they entered the palace, the two older sisters were amazed by all those magnificent treasures like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store they were given the best baths with hot water and rose petals and during dinner they had the most delicious wines accompanied by the best music as the day passed by envy started flourishing in their hearts 
and an insatiable curiosity filled them. They wanted to find out who the true owner of such magnificence was. They kept asking the poor girl questions on her husband. Saiki just said that he was a young hunter, but they did not believe her. The two sisters whispered to each other, "She is definitely lying. Could a simple hunter be so rich? He must be a prince or even a god," they said. They knew that compared to Saiki, their own wealth and happiness were nothing at all. Overpowered by jealousy, they planned to hurt their sister. When they were saying goodbye, they told Saiki, "Your husband must be that awful snake that the Oracle of Delphi had mentioned. That is why he does not allow you to see him, because he knows that if you see him, you will be disgusted and will leave him forever." Oh, poor Saiki. How can you sleep with such a horrible creature? They faked concern. From that day on, Saiki could not think of anything other than the words of her sisters, and eventually she found that she was pregnant. She would think, "My sisters must be right. Why doesn't he come to me in the day? Why doesn't he allow me to see him?" What is his secret? Why hasn't he ever told me about his life? These thoughts puzzled Saiki for many days. She thought he must be hiding something horrible, and that is why he does not want to be seen in the daylight. What if he hurts me and my poor unborn child? I must find out tonight. When he falls asleep, I will light a candle to see him. If he is a snake, I will kill him. Otherwise, I will turn the candle off and go back to sleep. She had made up her mind, forgetting all about her husband's warnings. And that fateful night, when her husband fell asleep peacefully, She took courage and lit a candle in the other hand she held the dagger walking on her toes she approached the bed silently and to her surprise and relief in the golden glow of the candle she could not see a serpentine monster instead she saw the most beautiful man pure white wings ashamed by her madness and stupid curiosity psyche fell on her knees and thanked all the gods but while she was leaning on him a drop of hot wax from the candle fell on the face of the handsome young man he woke up in pain and saw the light eros felt betrayed he looked at her in the eyes and without uttering a single word he left the room in anger psyche immediately ran after her husband it was dark and she could not see him but could hear his heartbroken voice love cannot live without trust those were his last words before flying to the heavens the god of love was my husband she thought he was my husband and i did not trust him
she cried and cried for days and then she decided to do anything to gain his trust back she searched and searched everywhere for eros but could not find him she was left with no choice so she went to the temple of aphrodite and prayed to the goddess goddess aphrodite please help me win back my husband's trust i will do anything for him but aphrodite had not overcome her jealousy of psyche and still wanted revenge aphrodite said to the young girl i need to be completely sure that you are the appropriate wife for my son so psyche you should accomplish these three tasks to prove your skills if you fail in even one of the tasks eros would be lost forever psyche eagerly agreed and aphrodite led her to a hill there the goddess showed her huge heap of different seeds of wheat poppies millets and many others and she said i want you to separate these seeds by this afternoon if you do not i will never let you see eros again her eyes filled with tears as she knew that it was an impossible task at that moment a group of ants helped her in separating the seeds into smaller heaps you have not finished your work you took help from the ants aphrodite said and she ordered psyche to sleep on the ground without giving her any food next morning aphrodite came up with a new task for psyche she said can you see those black waters descending from the hill that is the river estige awful and abhorrent fill this bottle with its water the goddess said on reaching the waterfall psyche realized that the surrounding rocks were slippery and very very steep the water rushed through such abrupt rocks that only a winged creature could approach zeus who was watching all this felt sad for psyche and turned into an eagle and helped her Aphrodite accepted it with a cold smile. Someone helped you again, she said sharply. I'm going to give you one last chance to prove that you are as determined as you claim to be. This is a special box. Take it to the underworld and ask Persephone, queen of the dead, to drain a little of her beauty into this box. A very pregnant psyche went to the underworld and with a little guidance she paid a good amount to Charon the boatman who helped her find her way to Persephone's palace she fed Cerberus the guard dog some barley cakes when she met Persephone she told her sad story and requested her to drop a little of her beauty into the box psyche took the box back to Aphrodite but midway out of curiosity she opened the box to acquire some beauty for herself but Morpheus the god of sleep was hiding inside the box and Psyche immediately fell into a deep dreamless sleep 
At this moment, the gods pitied Psyche's condition and intervened. They narrated Eros all the misfortunes that his pregnant wife had gone through. Eros was touched by this. He left his room and found Psyche sleeping in his mother's garden. From that moment on, Eros and Psyche lived happily together in the lovely palace. Psyche even persuaded Eros to forgive his mother Aphrodite. As a wedding gift, Zeus made Psyche immortal. Even Aphrodite was happy because now that Psyche was living in the heavens, men on earth had forgotten all about her and were again worshipping the true goddess of beauty. From that moment on, Eros and Psyche lived happily ever after. Zeus made Psyche immortal. I would like to end this episode with a few questions. Psyche, who always felt that her beauty was a curse and no man ever loved her for what she truly was, wished to judge her husband by his looks in the end. When she did not want to be judged by her external beauty, how fair was it to expect a handsome husband? If in the candlelight she had seen an ugly beast instead of Eros, would she do all these impossible tasks to get him back? And we humans are never content with what we have. What was the need for Psyche to open the box given by Persephone when she was already the most perfect-looking mortal in the world? And we can see in this story that even gods have their flaws, whether it's Aphrodite or Athena, who is the goddess of wisdom, were not wise enough to restrain their egos. And their mistakes and ego had huge consequences, like the deadly Trojan War. Even though the consequences might be much smaller for mortals, don't you think people with ego and insecurities can hurt innocent people around them? If Eros had seen a girl with lesser beauty, would he go ahead and curse that innocent girl? And when he did not trust his wife with his true identity, how fair was it to make a fuss about trust issues when she tried to find out who he truly was? Do let me know what you felt about this story. My Instagram ID is anushree.lochi. For more such thought-provoking stories, do listen to my podcast, Tales by the Fireside. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast. At Sochcast, apni Soch dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.